Okay, let's chant together. It's a very beautiful uh, suttas. And let's start. The one and the two and the three. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who know the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm, and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing. The wise, that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety, May all being be at ease, whether ever living there may be, whether they are weak or strong, or meeting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to the born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any beings in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wishing harm upon another, even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness, over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, free from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be subliner binding, by not holding to fixed view, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being free from all sense desires, 
is not born again into this world. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. All right, anyone, if you would like to do a talk for around half an hour, then a meditation for half an hour, then a little bit more of a talk, and answer some questions, would that be okay? Yeah, um, talk, then question, then only meditate, or talk, meditate, uh, question? Talk, meditate, question. Sure, no worries. So the talk is about Metta Sutta, because when I just chanted, I just remember one of the jokes I joke with Ajahn Brahm. <laughs> I say to Ajahn Brahm one day, I think it's actually before the Patimokha, which is uh, the monks chanted their rules. And I just say to Ajahn Brahm that, you know, in the Metta Sutta, it's really interesting. It's like one of the sentences, contented and easily satisfied. If you are so contented, which means you don't need anything in the world, right? So I think it should be the Metta Sutta should change into contented and hardly satisfied. <laughs> but I think it's much more easy to understand contented and easily satisfied. So it's just, just like meditation also. Whichever you feel, whichever it is on the moment, you're just content with it. Just accept how it is. Even though it's restless, or even though it's just maybe you have some pain or aches, or maybe you have a really tired day, or you might have a hangover. Hopefully no one have that. Hopefully you all keep your precepts, don't drink during New Year. <laughs> but no matter what it is, you just accept. And then you know that even though if it's happy or if it's sad, it will pass. This will not, these two will pass. It will not last. And then the best is just be at ease with it. And then it's more like in, untangle yourself, whichever that you feel. Then you have much more perspective on whichever that you experience later. And then that's why I think sometimes, not say sometimes, but it's on the Sutta, I say that the Arahant feel that it's like, whatever is the happiness in this world, the Arahant say, no, it's not happy. But whatever the Arahant say is happy, the world of the people say, nah, they suffer. So when you entangle, untangle yourself with certain problems, then you have much more clarity on it. And then you can see that some of the stuff that you used to enjoy or you used to feel this happiness, is no. Just like I share with you one thing I experienced after five years staying at here. Last year or this, this morning actually, because I went out and then I can't make it back to have a lunch at the monastery. So that's why we eat out. And then usually, you know, when you eat out, you just pass through all this cafeteria. And last time I used to enjoy really 
on the weekends after a cycle, I used to enjoy just having a coffee or a lunch at the cafeteria. But nowadays I found it's wow, there's a lot of noise actually. And I don't enjoy that much anymore. It's just the differences you show after you have this clarity or have this peaceful mind. And you enjoy much more simple stuff, I can say. And then you see that actually more simple it is, more easy or more happy you are. And then from there, you learn that actually life no need to be so complicated. And especially this new year, you can just, especially I think, yeah, it may be passed through already, but usually at the year and I always reflect on uh, what have I learned this year? Have I been improving or have I been learning much on the Buddhism? I still remember an Anagarika year. I don't know what is Four Noble Truth. I don't know what is it for path. <laughs> I still remember when I go to the prison because I've been dragging the... Yeah, I went to Albany with Ajahn Mudu. Yeah, now I call it Ajahn. Ajahn Mudu. And went into a prison and just teach there. And Ajahn Mudu need to get out from the group because he need to do and signing some papers or doing some blessing. And then that's when I talked with the prisoner. And the prisoner asked me about the Four Noble Truth. And I just can mention three of them. <laughs> but nowadays, I learned that actually, like, more I read through the suttas, more things you found out. Even though the Dhamma Chaka Purana Sutta, the first sutta that, this is the first sermon, the first sermon that the Buddha gave to these eight, uh, the four disciples which he learned alone. And it's really interesting. You can see that actually the Four Noble Truth is like a sequence. It's not really, really um, disconnected with each other. It's like the first noble truth is suffering. But it's really interesting. This year I found out one thing is like, you need to, not this year, last year, on the rinse retreat, which the monks have this, like three months we don't teach. I think that there's no Armadale group also. And then that's the time I learned one of the suttas, I reread it. And I found it, wow, it's really powerful, which is this four noble truth. And the first noble truth is say suffering. And you just need to understand the suffering. It's not like you're rejecting it or push it away, but you just understand it. But you see the consequences after you understand it. It's actually you're released from it. You're just giving up. That's why the second noble truth is like the cause of suffering. You understand it and you give up the cause of suffering. And then once you give up, you experience, you have experience, you realize it's letting go. That's where the third noble truth comes from. It's like the suffering is gone. That's why it's like the four ways of letting go. It's mentioned there. Just like Chaga basically giving away, throwing away also the stuff. And also it's like you don't linger even though it's good or it's bad. Just like a Teflon wine that Ajahn Brahm 
uh, usually describe. That's how you feel it when you do the release from the suffering. And then the fourth, once you know that, you see the path of it, how you cultivate your eightfold path. And then it's like you can see that that's in a sequence. It's not like they are each of them is like a pillar, but they are related. And I found it so fascinating anyway. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit off topic. But you can see that it's actually describing also the meditation from this Four Noble Truth. You can't separate the Four Noble Truth with the meditation itself also. So that's why what we are doing currently is just you're walking the path actually. And then it's a good year to start, you can say. <laughs> is it good enough, the introduction? You're doing well. Yeah, and a little bit longer. I don't know what. Mm. Because I reflect on, I just have this, you know, the first time when I teach as a monk, I teach at the prison. I teach them the Star Wars meditation. But I don't know your group, you, you like to experience that. It's a little bit weird. And suddenly it's a little bit different topic compared to the Four Noble Truth I just talked about. But this is a little bit like more like for kids or for introduction people. It just infantous. Because last time I why I really become like you can say very interested in Buddhism is because through Star Wars when I'm a kid. And then I start to learn a lot. Actually, Star Wars really correlated to Buddhism. It's like Yoda. Yoda in Pali means warrior, actually. And then the Veda, the bad guy Veda, actually Vedana means pain. And you can see that it's really related, a lot of stuff. <laughs> and then you can say, may the force be with you. It's actually may the peace be with you. And that's what I view on it. But it's something related. But that's how I teach the prisoner in the first time. But mm, then slowly, slowly I found out it's not really helpful actually. You keep it more simple it is actually the instruction, the more powerful the meditation is. And maybe for kids it's fun, the starting part. But after that, I keep it even simpler and simpler and simpler. And I found out more simple the meditation, the more helpful it is. And if you have a restless mind, because always I heard the topic is restless mind, and I used to have a really restless mind because I'm an engineer. My background, last time I worked at Intel, I don't know how Intel now is, but last time I'm a programmer. So programmer always think a lot and they analyze a lot of stuff. I always have a joke, it's like the engineer analyzed until they paralyzed. <laughs> How do you get out from this restlessness? Actually, the most important part I found is don't react with it. Don't have negativity towards restlessness. Because it's not helpful. It's just you're saying restlessness go away, but you're already creating another restlessness to think to get it away from you. 
the most important part, just leave it be. And once you leave it be, it will be much more helpful. That's the first, uh, first method. The second method I developed is actually using uh, meta. Basically, I create a story. Just that's how the style of meditation come in. I have an imagination. And then imagine that you just enter a spaceship. And then you have this shield around you to shield you away from this reality world. And then slowly, slowly you progress from there. And the, ins- the most important part is you give yourself the instruction as slow as possible. And then you can see that your mind will slow down also. But if you get the instruction really, really fast, which means uh, you're just encouraging the restlessness. So it's like a laboratory meditation. You try out what works, but really interestingly, you found out your mind is very tricky. Today it might work, tomorrow it might not. But I always question that why? Why today it works, tomorrow it doesn't? And then it's really interesting. You found it's actually the expectation at the back of it. The expectation actually kills the peaceful because you want something. That's why you can't experience what is now that you already have. And then the most important part, most important part of all, I found contentment is very important to develop this path. Just like the people come here to do meditation together, just develop that contentment and acceptance. There's a few words to play around, you can say. And then I found I was like, no matter how it is, there's no good and bad. A lot of good and bad is just the perception and also being brainwashed by this world, you can say, what we look at or what we read the suttas. And then that's actually, usually, we have some expectation there. But don't discard the expectation. And just like I always describe this <laughs> during my lay life, I really like Kung Fu movies or Kung Fu dramas. And then I don't know you heard it before. Yeah, there's a few Chinese in the group. Then you might you might relate to this. Because in Chinese it's like you learn a lot of different different methods of kung fu or of or the style that how you move. But at the end, at the end, the best way, the best kung fu, they call it. That's no more style. You don't need any style at all. You learn all the style and then you forget everything and then you just go there. Just like meditation is the same. You learn all these style of meditation. Vipassana, Samatha, Metta, anything. A lot of style you learn. But at the end, when you sit down, you forget all the style. There you've been ever learned. And then that's how you don't have any expectation. And actually, that's how you let go. (laughs) 
I, I really like that actually. In Chinese, it's called Wu Zhao Sun You Zhao. If you, in English, I will translate word by word, it's like, if you don't have any style, you win all the style, basically. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we can start the meditation. Is it all right, Chris? Oh, that would be perfect, Venerable. Thank you. Yeah, we'll pass another five minutes. I just time what I'm talking about. I said, well, I'm running out of topics <laughs> to talk about. You did very well, Venerable. An excellent start before the meditation. Thank you. Yeah, so maybe I just, since I introduced the spaceship meditation, maybe we do that because it's fun. It's Yes, anyway, have some fun. Yep. So get yourself comfortable and sit nicely. You can lie down or anytime or anywhere. It's fine. And then you just gently shut your eyes. And then firstly, we just imagine you're sitting in a grass field. Or on the beach, just like one of the attendant. Imagine that your bum just sit on this soft surface. And you relax your muscle. Firstly, I usually just check my hands. Just relax them. Relax your hand. Send some kindness. And you can feel that your fingertips are tingling. And you know that you are relaxed. Moving up to your wrists. Relax. Hold up your ankles. And your shoulders. You can feel that. Shoulder just drop down. And further relax our lungs. Moving down to your abdomen. 
further down to your pelvis. Further down, legs, and your toes, most important part in your whole body. Relax your face. Finally, Check your whole body If there's any miscomfort You're allowed to move If nothing, nothing to do, just feel this relaxed body. Now, imagine that 
your inside, a spaceship. And you feel so safe. You have your personal room sitting in. The door is locked. No one is going to disturb you. Temperature of the room is just right, perfect. And you can feel, you can feel this spaceship rising, rising to the atmosphere further and further up to the space now you know that you have left the earth Whatever past is happening stays in the earth. Whatever future you need to do in earth is not related anymore. It's gone. You're in this spaceship. You have no future. Whatever you need to interact in Earth. And you have no past also. Because you're in this space. Free. Endless stars around you, shining, ah, what a relief,
spaceship now. Center light speed. And you can feel this in front of you. It's like a golden light. Just warming you, peace and nice. And feel the spaceship is slowing down. And you reach a new planet. We landed. New world. When you come out from the spaceship. Sit down on the on the grassland. You feel so safe.
and can see some really interesting cute animals running around. When you notice one of these animals, she looked like a panda. Have some blue stripes on its body. You walk closer. And see, it's actually hurt. Try your best to approach. You can see the animal have a little bit fear on you. Try to show some gesture of loving and kindness towards this animal. And the panda understand. He tried to give you the permission to treat it. Put some bandages on. And you wish that you will heal well. Provide some food and some drinks which you can gather around. Sounds of loving and kindness. Towards this new being, you just be friend with. Wishing them happiness. and kindness.
for you is loving and kindness grows. You spread it towards other beings which surround you. Wishing them gladness, free from troubles, and they may also enjoy this happiness you feel now, this peaceful. Is is them all. I can see one of the beings just curl up like a ball. Feel so safe. Just lie there. Enjoying the peace you spread out to the beings around you. Spread loving and kindness further away, back to where you come from, earth, wish whichever beings there in the earth also may enjoy. His beautiful kindness.
विशिंद है पीस There's one more person which is most important in this whole universe and also deserve deserve this peace and kindness. which you share and this person is you yourself you deserve this peace too and the kindness you feel that the spreading of the peace just come back to you feel this golden ball of light 
radiating within your heart. So beautiful. You deserve this happiness also. Imagine that your heart is just like a lotus opening up and accept this golden light and it slowly close and keep it Feel that this golden ball of light inside the lotus multiplied in your mind the lord the lord of lotus you just give to everyone around you May this golden ball of light shine them whichever they needed.
We are very close to the end of meditation. How do you feel now? to the first beginning of the meditation. We ring the gong three times. The end of the third gong. You're welcome to exit from the meditation.
Welcome back, fellow travelers. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll like the world exploration to another planet. So, any questions? But maybe there's no answer. And it sounds like there's no questions too, Venerable. Mm. Would you like to just uh, continue a little bit with the talk? Or would you oh, like... can, I, can I ask a question? Please, Gloria, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yes, um, thank you for your meditation. And I would like to ask how to handle like a sense of disgust arise during meditation. Because, like, sometimes if I think I can handle a lot of emotions quite well, but like, I think, like, a sense of disgust is often a little bit associated with the physiological feeling as well. And I'm wondering, um, what is like a good way to handle this skillfully? Thank you. Most important part is um, discuss stuff. Mm. Always the starting part is the most important part. Make sure you feel safe in a safe environment and in a room. If possible, if you can lock, you lock it because it's usually it's associated that you feel safe. And once it's safe, most of the discards part will not come out. But if it does, always I really remind myself, don't discard it away. Because accept that sometimes just it's a part of life. And then you can say that the discuss part. What do I discuss? I usually feel in my meditation. You know, sometimes it's like maybe the most closest thing I can see is the things I maybe I done wrong in the work or sometimes in my speech. But I always found out if you don't make that mistake. You will not learn. Or I found out another thing. I'm such a funny monk or have the loving kindness, the acceptance that people make whichever wrong I can accept. Because I see myself also, I will make that mistakes. And there's always I found out there's not really mistakes. It's just usually you're tired. Or another thing is that I found out when I get angry, it's actually it's accumulate emotion, I call it. You accumulate it up and then you just blow up. And you find it's most interesting is when you blow up, you blow up to the person which is close to you, your partner or your kids. Or for me, it's like my fellow monks. 
You never blow up in front of your boss because it's threatened. <laughs> That's where you get feeded. You can't get angry at your boss. And then you usually get angry at your co-workers because you feel safe. And then always I accept that. If people get angry at me or anything, it just people are stressed out. And then you don't need to feel disgust about it that you shouldn't do that or you feel that sad you do that also. Because it's part of life we learn to accept each other. That's how the loving and kindness builds up, you can say. How you accept people. And then I found it so helpful for my practice. So that's why I do believe you need seclusion to develop meditation. But also you need a community. You need the fellow people around you. It's not like totally no interaction at all. That you say, that, oh yeah, now I'm safe. Then I don't need to feel disgust about anything. But nah, I will not miss that actually. For me, I will accept the disgust. And then you learn from it. And then it's all this, you can say rotten or you can find manual, call it like the SHIT. Remember to bring it back to your trees and then grow a beautiful plants out of it. And there's the fertilizer for your lotus. And that's usually where you see the lotus grow in the most disgusting place, you can say, just smelly. If you have uh, fortunate to visit one of these lotus pond, the more stinky they are, the more beautiful the flower. <laughs> but it's just, it's just nature, you can say. But once you see that totally another way around, usually this discard stuff, it's all right. But once you have much more negativity towards it, you found out it just grows. And then if it happens in your meditation, sometimes just change. Get up, I found out, if it's too much. Get up, do some walking meditation instead of sitting. Or just do some chanting. Metta Suttas helps, I always found out. For me, really helps. Or at the end of your meditation, for me, I found another way. It's like sharing the merits that you accumulate. It's just like giving, actually. It's not really sharing. Once you feel that it's not yours and you give away, you feel much more joyful, always, I found out. For me, anything is like just share out. You feel much more happier. Food, meditation, or your personal experience, share it. And then you find it's much more happier. And also you feel that you don't own this knowledge. Always find it's like, oh yeah, once you get a good meditation, you want to contain it, you want to keep it, so you can experience it next time. But nah, the best way is actually to share with people the peace that you feel. And then it's just you can feel that you're much more happier overall. And then you find it's actually there's the practice of letting go also. Because sharing is actually letting go. You don't feel that you personalize, you own this. 
hopefully that answers your question. I think you point out one of the very. I don't want to use up too much time, but like, um, I think you point out one important thing is that I don't feel safe because like I have uh, trauma in the past, yeah. and then human interaction is like is scary to me. It brings up so much like sense of disgust towards myself, and yeah. I think to everything in general, yeah. and uh, how to really feel safe how to bring up a sense of safety during the beginning of the meditation is it's really hard for me ah, thank you you can meditate with the lights on do you meditate with your lights on no. you can meditate with the lights on there's no hindrances on it because i found out sometimes when you meditate in the dark sometimes it's just you don't feel safe and meditate with the lights on and sit comfortably you don't need to sit in a lotus posture, just sit whichever you feel is comfortable. And then if you want to lie down, it's, it's fine. The prisoner I teach is actually some of them just lying down and have a snooze, <laughs> always. But I don't mind it because it's very important to have a relaxed body and you feel safe. And then that's usually, there will be not so much hindrances coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And then last time I used to also meditate in the bathtub before. But don't do it in this Amadeo group, please. <laughs> that would be really weird. But I did that before. It's really comfortable, actually. And you feel your body is much more lighter. And then you can relax more. Try it out, I can say. Yeah. But don't get too much wrinkle on your fingers. <laughs> Because in the bathtub too long. <laughs> I try out different methods because it's, I found out it's always simulate uh, the peaceful that you have. And sometimes when you have that experience, and then if you're at other places, you can just create this bubble around you. And also like the spaceship. I found the prisoner really like the spaceship because I think you leave Earth, you leave the past and the future. And mostly that's the past that you, that's the part you need to learn. And sometimes this imagination just help you because you leave all these past, all this future, you can't do anything anymore in the spaceship. And then that's where all this trauma or all this, uh, this car stuff will not pop up. Because you're leaving the earth for a while. And that helps. And always I found out it's like good or bad in the past. It's actually a lot of it's been conditioned by this society, this world, this society. It's not really that's right and wrong. But just inside yourself, you can feel that when you do something good, you feel happy. When you do something bad, you feel sad. But just this, this internally. But a lot of stuff we've been brainwashed. We need to read a lot, need to know a lot. Or we need to certain behaviors. But I always found out the behaviors from the internal is much more happy and also much more aligned. That's why once you practice meditation more, you find out it's really interesting. How you meditate 
is how you interact with people. You can't differentiate them. And it's very interesting. So that's why it's like how you interact with other people is how you interact you with your meditation object. And then it's just last time I always feel that it's discard. Two things are different. But nah, they are really, really the same. So if you have really rush day, you can find out when you sit down also, you just want to rush into this piece and it doesn't work. <laughs> but you can see that it's just the old, old tendency, just rolling. But give it some time when you sit down. Then you can see that the train slowly to slow down and you have this peaceful. So always I make, you can say I make the prisoner or make whichever learn meditation. Please spend a little bit time at the end of your meditation. Just ask yourself, how do you feel? Compared to first you beginning to meditate. And always I found out no matter how bad my meditation is, if you rank it, you're always much more peaceful compared to whichever you start. And then actually that encouraged me to meditate on my lay life and end up in robes, you can say. <laughs> That's how I end up in it. That's why it's like just really interesting for me. It's like not the Dharma or anything, but just the peaceful you feel for yourself. And then that's how you really get on into it with this meditation. And then you get on into it with this, you can say the knowledge or the discover of the Buddha. And it's, it's a discovery. It's not really it's a invented stuff. It's just it discover this nature. Yeah. So that's why I think in the Sutta it says, no matter what you call yourself, as long as you practice a four path, uh, there's nothing stop you to get to Nibbana. <laughs> so you don't need to call yourself whichever you are. So it's fine. Yeah. Any more questions? Uh, yes, we do. Catherine, would you like to introduce you? Thank you very much, Venerable. Um, it was a really lovely way to um, commence the meditation. And I was particularly, I find I really am attracted to and feel a real sense of peace and connection with spaciousness. And so at some point, in reasonably early on, you had us, there were stars going out forever. And that, that sense of spaciousness... Um, I find it very um, peaceful and grounding um, experience. And I don't know, I'd love to hear any other reflections you have on meditating with a sense of spaciousness. Sometimes I also use like, I call it diluted. It's like you have a lot of problem. It's always in front of you, you feel that. But once you put space, and then you dilute it into the whole world, I call it. And then you find out it's like when you have that dilute or that space between the problem and you, you always feel way more peaceful. 
And then another simile I use is actually dilution. It's just diluting. You feel that the sense of blackness or the sense of red become pink and become white and then just become nothing. That's another way I sometimes I use to imagine. But I found the spaceship which floating up to the space, that's way more easier for me. Because maybe I watch too much Star Wars when I'm young. <laughs> but the water way I tried before, or another way I tried is actually the bubble, which Ajahn Brahm described. But I imagine instead of the bubble around me, I always imagine that it's just expand. It's just like the bubble start to expand and expand and expand. And then you feel the nothingness around you. I always found out it's like I maybe I'm a little bit decategorized when I do I think the characteristic, there's four types of character of people, or sometimes they split into 16 types. I'm the types which is really exploring. I don't like to do things same twice, you can say. If I do like now, I do another type of like space meditation, it will be different again. Because I, I can't have routines. <laughs> very hard to have routines, very difficult. So that's why I really like meditation. Because every time I find I sit down, different problems. Or just your mind is different. It's really interesting to explore this mind. And then you find out it's a lot of stuff. Why I speak like that or why I behave like that. It's actually just been brainwashed. It's just not your thought. And then I remember someone told me that any thought or anything you think or any behavior is secondhand. It's maybe from your parents, from your teacher, from your society around. It's not really you. So back to the discuss part. So it's like if you feel discussed about something, it's actually it's just been brainwashed by other people. That's why you feel discussed about it. It's not really you. So be as irresponsible as you can when you meditate. That's why I say. <laughs> Don't need to be too responsible. Because I found Chinese culture, especially I've been brainwashed from Malaysia, I need to be really responsible. But just nah. More I learn is more like nah. You don't need to be so responsible. But one thing I found out during my, you can say my monk life, I observe one thing is really scary for me is actually if you observe your enemy too much, you behave like your enemy. I don't know why. It's like what Ajahn Brahm say, um, you kill the tyrant and you be the tyrant in his state. And it's so true. <laughs> so be careful. Don't observe your enemy too much. <laughs> so observe the positive stuff. Then you learn very easily from the positive ways. Thank you, Venerable. No Venerable, worries. I have a question in the chat. Would you be okay if I read it to you? Please, please. Thank you. Uh, how do we train to get contented so we can stay in the present? That's the first part. How do we train to get contented so we can stay in the present? 
And uh, the second part is, how did you let go of your prestigious job to become a monk? Oh, how do I let go of my job? (laughs) I'll answer that part first, because that part is really interesting. I really like that part. I still remember on my resign letter, I sent it to uh, my fellow colleagues. It's just from a poet, actually from a Chinese poet. Uh, the Chinese poet originally is, when I see mountain, it's mountain when I first see it. When I second see the glance of the mountain, I see mountain is not mountain. But after that, I have a third glance on the mountain. The mountain is still mountain. I use the same simile. I said, oh, can't, I don't, I think someone will understand. There's some Chinese here. And I use the same simile. I said, it's Intel. At first, when I see Intel, it's Intel. When I say second glance, when I stay in Intel and work, I found out Intel is not Intel. But when I want to leave, I saw that finally, Intel is still Intel. It's really interesting because it's like, when you first started, just like when you first started meditation, you read about meditation and you actually, you experience meditation. When you experience it, you feel that the meditation is not meditation. It's not aligned to what you read. But after more practice, and then you found out, actually meditation is just meditation. You don't need to have more complicated ways, you can say. It's just first when you read it, you have this perception of it. And then that's how I feel it. It's the same thing when I work at Intel. I found before I enter Intel, I have this perception how working life is. And then once I experience, I start to work. You found it's like it's not as what you think when you study or when you fantasize about it. But after you live, you found out actually working life, it is just like that. It's not much to it. It's just like I still remember my <laughs> my colleague just beside me stand up and ask me, what is it that means in your email? And he just recently got married. And then I just tell him, just like how you experience before you get married, you talk married life is like that. But once you get married, you enter the married. See, the married is not what you think it is. But after that, for a while, then you accept that married life is just like that. <laughs> so that's how I left Intel, you can say, because I found out that's not much more stuff for me to learn anymore. There's more challenges, but I can see that once you put your time or your effort into it, you reach the goal. And once you reach it, there's another goal. And then there's just, for me, it's just endless. I found it's just really weird. That's why I stopped working. Because I found it's like more money you have, it's not, doesn't mean more happy am I. But I found is the more money I have, the less time I can spend on it, actually. The less time I can join it. So that's why I left and start to explore other paths. 
And then that's how I actually I start slowly, slowly. I come here for three months first, the first time, to Bodhiyana, just to experience the life of the monks and as a lay life helping here also. And then I found I'm much more happier. And the weirdest thing is also, I gained a lot of confidence, even though I read nothing, you can say. And then that's got me really curious, why am I so much more happier and also much more confident of myself compared to outside? When I read so much, do so much programming, doesn't gain more happiness. And then slowly, slowly, I said, why not try this path out? That's how I really let go of it and then come and experience the life here. What's the first question again, Christ? Certainly. Uh, how do we train to get contented so we can stay in the present? Yeah. Contented and stay in the presence. A lot of experiment, you can say. You found out um, if you want more, you're just chasing after, just like Ajahn Brahm described about the donkey and the carrot. Really, if you want more, you're just chasing the carrot. And you never experience the carrot. Even though if you just stop, because you're not chasing after it, you can smell the carrot actually. Even though without the carrot swinging back to you, you can still smell it. But because you're chasing after it, then you can't experience it, you can say. And then another way is how to build contentment. It's actually through daily life also you can do that. Just you see that whichever you have, uh, let's say, what else? Especially my bowl, you can say. If I want a bigger bowl, which means I need to carry heavier. I have the bowl now, that's good enough. You don't need to have much more to experience stuff. So just, I usually train it, not in the meditation first, because you found our meditation is a little bit much more imagination. When you do more in there, when you sit down, it just create much more chaos. And so I usually train myself when I'm doing daily activities. If you want to train the contentment, then after that only you slowly you can find out it just influences you when you sit down also. Especially it's like the Metta Sutta we just chanted. They're contented and easily satisfied. So you train the easily satisfied, you definitely will have contentment. <laughs> and also... Is there anyone else yeah. who might like to ask a question? Venerable, yes. would you be happy to leave us with a blessing this evening? Oh, yeah, why not we share the merit, whichever we learn. Is it cool? It's okay. cool. So, Okay. So, 
スキダホンドニャタヨイダンメニャティナンホドスキダホンドニャタヨ